0: As with every episode of Storytellers, this episode may contain themes, storylines, or ideas that may not be safe for work. Headphones are recommended, and listener discretion is greatly advised
1: you know what that's not even the intro i was looking for like what like okay that i mean that my voice my voice that was sultry like that was nala How
2: you were talking i didn't even realize it was a cr- i was right, like damn he pulled that it. out like God, i didn't know i God. was we impressed get do some voiceover for
1: yeah us. yeah that was that was um that's 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 me and and that's that's the uh sin and solace voice but that's not the intro that's not the whole intro so let me find the whole intro which is this one
0: as with every episode of Storytellers, this episode may contain themes, storylines, or ideas that may not be safe for work. Headphones are recommended and listener discretion is greatly advised.
1: That's it. That's me. I'm Derek. Welcome to Storytellers. The, the show that literally proves to all that anyone can tell a story. Like, it doesn't take much. Just a little bit. A little bit of ingenuity, a little bit of imagination, and, and just go. And that's what we do here. I change the intro up every single time that I do this. Like, the opening statement that I make, I change it every time because I'm old and I can't remember what the fuck I say every single episode. But... It always works out in the end. Speaking of always working out in the end, this episode, I was joined by four tremendous, just mwah, sublime storytellers. Um, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful women. Um from the Black Chick Black Chick lick. Where'd she go? Okay, why, why? I was just about to intro her and right she right dipped in, out. She, she was like, "I can't deal with this right now. I'm out. I'm out. I can't. I can't handle this. The intro is too great." <laughs> she was like, "The intro is too great," and he's looking right at me. <laughs> I
3: don't know what's going on with my internet. So, I, okay.
1: I'm not going to uh, touch nothing. Uh, but <laughs> since you're back, Danny, why? Uh, I'm joined by Danny and Molly from the Black Chick Lit podcast. Um, I'm also joined by Cornelia, an author extraordinaire who I believe, we'll talk about it later on, but you have a story coming up on like the 18th of June, right? That's That's when the when the next story comes out and then i have i am i y'all don't know y'all really don't know i'm i'm just literally ear to ear grinning even wider in my mind i am joined by the homie oh she is just so from the let me tell you something bitch podcast i got roy and um I just want to start by saying three out of four of the ladies on this episode thus far, I've already, we've done a show before. Um, And Molly and Danny, I went back because I drove down to L.A. this past weekend. And I had kids in the car, but they were sleepers, so I thought. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to listen to um, Ratchet Book Club. On my way to L.A. from Sacramento, it's a good eight-hour drive. I was like, I could listen to eight episodes, and that will knock it all out. And the episodes I chose to listen to were Loving My Wife and My Sister, too. That book gets worse over time. It's like wine that you squeeze lemon juice into, and then you shake it up, and then you leave it out on your stoop. It It's oh, so bad. It's so bad. I still don't understand Tommy. I, I don't. I don't. And I got I to the short. I got back to the short, strong dick game of Gavin and almost fell out of my car while I was driving. Like, I don't know. I'm reading another book right now called Fuckboy Blues. And, um,. There's a lot of things that you wouldn't say for somebody like you could say his little dick barely even penetrated me Okay, we know that's supposed to be derisive. Okay, his little dick didn't do nothing for me. Okay, fine That's derisive, but when you say short strong dick That sounds like you wanted it to be a compliment and I don't know how to deal with that in a way that matches my mind like Short strong dick, I thought about this the whole ride to LA. Short strong dick sounds like he got in and then pulled out and backed up like ten feet and then ran towards you full speed and then just jumped back into you. And that's the only way you felt like it was a strong dick. Like that I don't I don't know. I feel I actually feel uncomfortable talking about a short strong dick game with a room full of women. Um but it is what it is. That book is horrible. And my kids woke up right during the sex scenes.
2: Yeah, you know a lot of people uh listen to Black Chiclet with their kids. What? I I hear and y'all shouldn't. Right? Please don't. We, <laughs> we intro this e. shit. We we, added, added, we, we got that explicit, explicit tag like immediately yeah. on iTunes. They're like, "Ah, hell no."
1: But, you know, I love my wife and I love her sister too. What's the worst going to happen? Um, I love my whole family. What's the worst?
2: And g- what? And I don't get it because he hates the wife and the sister.
1: Right? Oh. Controlling my wife and her sister too was a better name. Preying on my wife and her sister too. I'm too old for this shit. That would have worked. Yeah. I got back to Michaela. What found out I hated her, her still. Huh?
3: Wasn't he a predator? Isn't that what you decided? He yes. Was a sexual predator? Very
1: much so. Because he was 21 when she had just turned 18 and was like, I'm going to take you away from everybody you ever know, including Tracy, who we, again, never see until it's convenient. And then when she got too old for him, then he started preying on her sister, who we found out had her baby when she was 17 and she was now 23, and he was like 40. I. <sighs> Okay, so I'm a I'm a I am ai am do not want to lose listeners or friends or anything like that. Like yo, if if you're dating somebody who's younger than you, do you boo? Like whatever makes you happy. But if you have to go into double digits when you talk about the age difference, if you're like I'm 23, if, if you're like they're 23 and I'm 40, nigga, I'm good at math. That's 17 years, nigga. You gross. <laughs> G R O S in French terms, you gross. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck well, the you, the May
3: December people. It's the move too. It's the isolating.
1: Don't be, don't be abusive. Uh, you know, I'm just saying, if you are marrying somebody who's 17 years older than you or more, you're gonna murder them and take their money. I've been listening to a lot of true crime as well. I know how this works. So you marry somebody who's like. 30 years older than you and then you start spiking their fucking excedrin you start spiking their fucking their their insurer you start putting glass in their diaper that they have to wear. I don't know. I don't understand. My <laughs> wife is older than me. I look at her sometimes, and I'm like, you nasty too. And then I realize she's only like three months older than me, and I'm just really hyper-focused on this shit. <laughs> I will
2: say, because sure. uh, they might listen to this, but we got we got a 17-year age gap in my family. They What's
1: happening? Right. They do it all right. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. Honestly, I get my jokes off, but honestly, be, you know, love who you want to love as long as it's not something that's prob- problematic. Um, I am almost 100% certain that you wouldn't have brought that up if the person who was the 17 years older side hadn't been grooming that person since they were like 12 years old. No, so there was no grooming. Exactly. So, th- 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 there's a difference. I feel like Gavin groomed... No. Yeah. Mm. And then the way that he, and then the way that when he got with, uh, with Zakia, he was like, "Hey, stop wearing them wigs, start dressing classier, stuff like that." I felt like he was grooming her too. Yeah. So okay. well, there was a lot going me,
4: on. For me, when it's a huge age difference and someone is a person whose brain isn't fully developed, is that like, to me, if you're 30 marrying a 47 year old, yeah, there's a 17 year age difference, but yeah. bitch, you've grown a fuck. But a 23-year-old isn't old enough to run for president, and a 40-year-old is. So on some level, we as a society are saying that a 23-year-old cannot make the same sort of life choices that a 40-year-old can make, but then we're allowing this 23-year-old to be preyed on by a 40-year-old, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, that's weird to me. Like, so my brain isn't fully developed, and I don't have and cannot have the same amount of power as this person... I can't rent a car, I can't run for president, and this person can, so really what you're saying is I'm old enough to be taken advantage of, but not old enough to be empowered, and that's weird to me.
1: Also weird is the fact that you can't rent a fucking car until you're like 25. What the fuck? What is is that saying though? It's like they're saying that
4: before 25, You are not in a position where we can trust you with a car. We can trust you to date a grown-ass man that has children
5: older than you. That's fucked
1: up. In my defense, when I was 21, no, wait. When I was 19, no, wait. When I was 18, yeah, final answer. I, when I was young, had to make that hard decision between whether I wanted to put oil into my car or if I wanted to buy a pack of cigarettes. And at the age of 18, I chose cigarettes. And three miles later, the car fucking exploded. So, as far as renting cars go, <laughs> I'm okay with having limits. <laughs> but not 25. Like, 21. When you can start drinking legally, you should be able to drink and drive with somebody else's car. That's the way the rules should go. That's how I feel about it. Um, But I... The 25-year-old thing is just weird to me. Like, my daughter has to ask me to rent a car for her. And I know she's going to wreck it. And I don't want to be held liable for that shit. So, it's like, you should be able to sign for your own shit. Because I don't want to. I don't want to have to do that. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Also, Gavin's a creepy motherfucker. That's it. That's it. And then the nigga's name was Brantley. In the pool. His name was Brantley. Who the fuck? You know what? Said too much. So this episode (laughs) here's how storytellers works that's not how the show works this is how the show works so storytellers is a combination of the age old game of telephone and the art of storytelling what we do is we get four people together and we randomly draw who's gonna go first second third and fourth and the first person is the only person who gets the cards I have a box and inside of that box is a bunch of cards I pull three cards out of this box, and from that box, a story is made. I give those three cards, the three uh, name, the three words that are on the card, to the first storyteller. They don't have to make the story about those cards, but the words on those cards have to be included somewhere in the story. They finish their segment, which has to be between three and seven minutes, and then they give it back to me, and I pass their segment on to the second person. The second person continues the story off of what the first person did, and they give their segment back to me. Now this is where it gets interesting. Because I take the second person's story segment and only their story segment and pass it over to the third person. The third person will hear only the second part of the story and will have to bring the story to a logical climax without concluding the story. Then I take the third person segment and I pass only their part over to the fourth person. And the fourth person without ever hearing how the first half of the story went has to conclude the story. So the person who began the story never knows how the story ends and the person who ended the story never knows how the story begins until we all get together for a Zoom meeting as we're doing right now and we sit and we listen to the story together. And I gotta tell you, sometimes the story works excellently Sometimes the story goes off in a direction that you may not have expected it to. But the beauty of it is always the creativity in the story and in the concept. So, with that said, the first person in this story was Cornelia, um, and then Molly went, and then Danny, and then Roy uh, concluded the story. And the three cards that were used was Spelling Bee Contestant, Church, and Time Machine Malfunction. Now, Roy, knowing how the story ended, without spoiling how the story ended, knowing the cards that were used, were they used at the end of this story?
4: Um, yes. I don't want to spoil anything, so I'll just say yes.
1: Okay. Works for me. So... We're going to go ahead and we're going to play the first part of the story, Cornelia's segment of the story. And then after that, we're going to pop back in with her to see, you know, what was on her mind when she did this section, things of that nature. And then we'll continue on. So with no further ado, here's Cornelia's section of the story.
6: So here's the thing. I've been chosen for a national spelling bee. I was told somehow the spelling contest could change everything. Though, I'm really not sure how. That's outside my pay grade, but that's okay with me. The contest took place at a big cathedral church, which also led me to believe its level of importance to everything, but whatever. I was excited to be up on stage and actually win something for once, so I stood for my seat after the people had gathered in the large worship hall and stood behind the podium, ignoring how the sunlight glared in my face from the few slits above in the ceiling. I took a deep breath and made sure I had my water in the corner of the stand. Okay, sweet. Got it. I think I got this. I gazed over the front row and noticed the other numbered contesters chatting and gossiping about each other. Probably making bets on who's going to win the contest, since the prize is like ten grand. I won't lie and say that isn't an incentive, considering the state of things where I live. The announcer stood beside me and tapped on the mic until the feedback blared in the speakers and everyone groaned in agitation. When they fixed the mic levels, I took a quick sip of water and waited for the introductions to start. "'Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the National Spelling Contest here in our very own church. We welcome you all to our event, so please sit back and enjoy the show,' he said with pride. It made me wonder who was funding this contest, but again, not my business. I just want to win. After the room quieted, I held the side of the stand, hoping everyone could hear me when I spelled these words correctly, He announced the first word, which was occasion. That's easy. I can't imagine someone wouldn't know how to spell that. O-C-C-A-S-I-O-N. Occasion. I beamed. That is correct. And the ringer dinged, correct. Then the next contestant came up, spelled their word, and kept the cycle going in rotation. I made sure to pay attention to the words they were spelling. Something told me they would be using different variations of the same word. By the time it was my turn, three out of the ten contestants were already eliminated. Three down, six more to go. So when it was my turn, the word they gave me was silhouette. Crap. 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 How do you spell that word again? I dry-swallowed my spit and tried to calm my racing heart since my anxiety is trying to tell me to panic, which I'm trying not to. Silhouette. S-I-L-L-H-O-U-T-T. E. Then the buzzer sounded wrong. That is incorrect. You may now take a seat, he said. What? Um, it was wrong. No freaking way, I thought to myself, trying not to stomp off the stage as other people did earlier. When I walked behind the stage, I figured now would be a good time to get out of here. So I snuck into the corner of the room and waited for the other people to clear out. I stepped behind the red velour curtain and pulled it to encase me away from everyone. Then turned around and was faced with my lovely time machine. Why do you think I said money is important where I'm from? Yeah, you guessed it. I'm not from this time. It's the other reason I'm super pissed. I opened the door and inputted the coordinates on the screen so I could go back to my time, so I could report to my commanding officer. But when I did, my heart fell out of my butt. The damn monitor said code 1542, error. What the fuck kind of error message is that? Dear God, no. No. No, no. My hand started to shake and I tried again. Nothing. Fuck, I thought trying not to slam my fist into the thing to get it working. Great. I'm stuck in the past, and now I have no way to get home. What the hell am I going to do now?
1: Cornelia?
5: Cornelia? <laughs> <laughs> That's so long because so I genuinely forgot until I just listened to it and I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs>
1: First and foremost, Cornelia. I, okay, nope, because I don't want to forget. Cornelia, tell everybody right, what definitely. you're thinking of when you wrote that segment.
5: Okay, so. I don't know if you've ever, uh, if you guys have ever seen the show, uh, Hey Arnold. There actually was a spelling bee uh, episode, and that was what I immediately thought of as far as like the setting. And I was like, well, if that was technically a town hall, then okay, I could probably just use that, like, and just set it in a uh, as a church instead. The reason I picked the word silhouette is because. For whatever reason, uh, on my Facebook days, I could not spell the word silhouette. I don't know if you guys remember the TikTok challenge on on the silhouette TikTok challenge. I did it on Facebook. And for whatever reason, I just kept butchering the damn word. And I was like, you know what? Fine. This is going to be the one word that I pick that she uh, spells wrong. And then the rest of my brain just kind of filled in the blanks.
1: (laughs) You know, as I was listening to your segment, I was thinking, like, what is the word that if I heard that word in a spelling bee, I would just walk off stage?
5: <laughs>
1: and I'm still trying to think of it. I know it's it's one of those words. You know what? Yes, I know I what my spell. word is. Huh? Definitely. What's your De- word?
3: Definitely. I can't spell definitely.
1: I can't spell nauseous.
5: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs>
1: I know for a fact I can't spell nauseous and I was thinking about that. (laughs) Just thinking about it right now makes me nauseous and I can't even explain it to you how. Like, don't ask me to spell it.
4: When I was in the sixth grade, I was actually in a spelling bee and I had to spell the word eager and instead I spelled urge. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, the word is eager and I was like, U-R-G-E with like all the confidence.
2: (laughs) was like, well, I can't spell that one, but how oh, about and this
4: that's other the thing. One? I could spell either, but I literally <laughs> thought they asked me to spell urge. I was just a horny twelve-year-old. Like, I don't know what else to say.
1: So, Molly, what's what's the word that you if you were if you were in a spelling bee and guns were drawn? And and this is like The only way I can picture a spelling bee I'm sorry, I've been to spelling bee It was just the front of the classroom Whatever, I won The last word was like three I was in like fourth grade So, say you were an adult It's now a dystopian future Where it's like escape from LA type shit Guns are pointed at you If you spell this word right You live If you spell this word wrong You're shot what word, when they give it to you, do you need to say, "Hold on one second and start writing out a will?
2: Well, I'm just gonna be honest with you, like humanity's doomed in that <laughs> scenario. <laughs> I cannot spell for shit. I could not I let me tell you, I would not be able to spell silhouette, occasion. Any anything any, i struggle spelling literally every single word it was a problem in school they had to read my fucking diaries and like <laughs> circle the words so i could go back and spell it i have like a phonetic speller they call it like i just cannot can and numbers too like big problem jump all around the page <laughs> nothing makes sense everything's dancing around that's why I'm like, you know what? It would have to be an end of world scenario for me to be in a spelling bee. Right. You just played that's it, fuck everybody finish. It's like we had a good run, y'all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you'd be, be, like, you'd be, be like, like, Well, that's there. my time.
4: <laughs> that's my time. Be like, that's a wrap on humans.
1: <laughs> do I get shot over there? Like, where do I go? Do I get What <laughs> the if they asked
4: you to spell your name though? Like you'd be good at you'd be alright if it was your name. Okay, right so my not. first name,
2: but my middle name I could not spell for the for no. an embarrassing <laughs> <one wrong time. laughs> My own fucking name Like, when I say <laughs> it was like a thing that I have struggled with and they were like, do we need to write, the, you know a little plan for this girl I cannot spell
1: You know what, I My, uh, my beloved daughter, Gogo. I fucked up I will admit it. I take full responsibility for the shit. Because, you know that moment where like a kindergarten, they got to learn how to spell their names or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's a big thing. Like they literally get graded on how they spell their name. They have to sit there and learn it. Yeah. Her name is Isabella Channing. Mm. (laughs) I, I didn't think about it. I just thought it was pretty... Um, her mom wanted to name her Toby. I was like, no, this ain't Roots. (laughs) If I had known in the future what she would have gone through, I might have nodded. But no, let's do eight letter, eight letter, five letter. Let's do that. And then, once she gets it all right, once she cries and struggles to spelling her name all the way through with her shaky ass five year old handwriting, let's <laughs> nickname her Go <Go-Go>. Go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's
4: definitely putting
5: y'all in a home. Oh. <laughs> Can I tell y'all my government name is too goddamn long? Like, and this was back in the time when they would make you like write your name like on the desk, <laughs> like oh. you had to do it like a cursive. Man, listen, by the time that I got to my name, because my my maiden name is actually hyphenated, so Ooh. I had to raise oh. my hand and tell the teacher, oh, no. like, there's not enough space. Can I get another line? And she was like, No, you're not getting another line. Well,
0: i
1: think it was brown shit. <laughs> oh. So, wait. Okay. I'm sitting here with all the just incense around me like Blackmore is the best name in the world. Like, that's a strong, powerful name. And before that, your name was hyphenated? Okay. Yeah,
5: no. Cornelia Blackmore is actually my author pen name. My government name is too goddamn long. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh,
1: you, you know, now that you, now that you say it like that, it makes sense. Um, also, Too Goddamn Long is a wonderful last name. And I, if I ever got a chance to go to legally change my name, I feel like I'd be sitting there in front of an idiot and I'd be like, you know what? My last name is Too Goddamn Long and they will make that my last name.
3: You write it down.
1: Also, I've seen people who have made cakes where they're like, their name is too fucking long, so just put this, and they put all that onto the cake. So it's a whole thing. Roy, you're the last one uh, in this story. So here in the beginning of the story, and knowing how the story ends, does the shit match up?
4: Um, I have so much anxiety about this. So I believe it matches up and like, literally... While I was crafting the ending, I was like, I'm not trying to add no characters that don't make sense or nothing like that. So, the ending is, like, very short and sweet for that reason. Because I'm like, if I go on too long, there will be continuity issues.
1: You know what? Um, When it comes to adding people into storytellers, all bets are off. Um, Because... I've written wonderful beginning stories and at the end of the story, there's only one person left from the beginning and it didn't get fucked up on the last person's part of the story. No, those niggas got axed out in the second part of the story. It's like, nigga, you heard what I said. I laid out everything and you made the concrete decision to just say nope and just ax all of them out and so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna write my own story where I fix my shit cause you ain't about to be over here butchering up my you know what I said too much I said too much
4: I really thought about like adding a best friend named Shaqueen but then I was like like, like, Shaqueen just can't come in the end of the story
1: Shaqueen would come in and have a fucking catchphrase too like howdy dowdy
4: Shaqueen was going to come in and like save Rihanna but then I was like wait it's, it's not mentioned Shaqueen at all before now and all of a sudden Shaqueen's like girl I'm here from the f- I'm back from the future let's go like, it, it was too ridiculous I, like, there, a lot of stuff went through my mind and I was like okay wait you don't know anything before this part that you listened to and you know for sure though that Shaqueen was not mentioned prior to now so don't do it
1: for some reason and all hate mail could be sent to wretchedandratchet at gmail.com you could hit up the voicemail let me know how much of an asshole I am I don't mind for some reason, as soon as you, you know why, I know why now. As soon as you said Shaqueen, the first thing that went through my mind is, roll call my name Shaqueen. Hey, I'm from the future. Hey, what I'ma do? Hey, I'm gonna shoot you. Roll call, shabuya, sha, sha. But it's because of the shy and Shaqueen. That's why, that's what happened.
4: <laughs> oh my gosh. Very <laughs> that like Shaqueen was just gonna come through from the future, and be like, listen, mama, let's go, and fix everything, and then I was like, but you know what, if she hasn't mentioned Shaqueen this whole time, and it's supposed to be her best friend, the type of friend that would come get you from the future, it just, I knew it wouldn't work, so I, I dropped Shaqueen before I even picked her up, and just went more generic.
1: I'm, I'm actually interested in hearing more about Shaqueen, like...
2: I want the Shaqueen story. Shaqueen
1: don't don't get don't get it twisted. Shaqueen's gonna be in a storyteller's episode. Like it's Shaqueen coming out.
0: The queen from the future, honey. Oh <laughs> queen of the future.
1: Oh my god. I'm Why am it. I picturing that? now i can see it in stars i can literally see it written up on a wall like with a crown over her name and she always makes sure to put the crown over the queue because Mm -hmm. she's the queen oh my god i gotta stop i gotta stop roy you done started something so so
4: there are girls named the queen where i'm from okay Oh no, I'm
1: not putting nothing on the name. I'm not I'm not denigrating the name. I'm just picturing where the story could go with somebody with a name that wonderful. Like with that name, I honestly see power. I I, I see it. And so also somebody who'll be like, yo, I'm gonna take these earrings off. <laughs> Very fast. <bad. laughs> and I'm gonna exactly. fuck you the fuck up. Like when right, these earrings hit my pocket.
2: They gotta come off first. Mm -hmm. It's like when you watch like science fiction and the black girl is always like, oh, you know, I went on like uh, Air Force. I'm so smart. You know, all this stuff. It's like, okay, but where's like my dumb or my ratchet or my silly you know, yeah. black, like, female black girl characters in these that stories
4: have to be exceptional and is just a regular person. Yeah, right, the one who's right. just about that life, it's like <laughs> there's one black girl here, but she's better than everybody. Exactly. She's a genius, and it's like, well, could there be a black girl that's just as mediocre as all the white people here? <laughs> like, Right. Who's like,
2: <laughs>
3: right? just hanging on? Right. right? It's like I want to
1: see that story like up
4: there with Tyler and Amber being basic and. Her name is Shaquini.
1: What's up? So, how I got on this ship? It's a story, y'all. So, check it. I started off as the entry person, right? It was my job to welcome y'all motherfuckers on here. But then my boss got killed when they took her down on a planet to examine some shit with Kirk, right? So, then I got promoted. And then... Me and Kirk, you know, he he thought I was cute, so we started doing our thing. So then I got promoted again, but then I told on Kirk for making me do them things to get promoted, and then he got fired, and then I got promoted again, and that's why I'm on this planet with y'all. So I'm gonna tell you right now, now before me I...
4: and Kimberly are in the same place for doing all the same shit.
3: Kimberly but and Kimberly I don't,
1: are doing I, all. But, but I don't know shit about engineering. I don't know shit about physics.
3: <laughs> yeah, but Kirk never gave those women a promotion. He wasn't
5: that sloppy. I...
1: Every single day she's just thanking the stars she's still alive because they keep trying me to go on the planet. I ain't going on the planet. Oh, Oh my God. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. All right, so we know what the next episode of Storytellers is going to be about. Um, Molly, you went second. So um, we're going to go ahead and play your segment, and then I'm going to ask you some questions about what you thought about uh, Cornelia's segment, and then we're going to go forward. So, oh my God, this is already fun. This is, this is, this just too merch. With no further ado, here's Molly's section of the story.
2: Okay, okay. Dad always said, don't panic. Not when you're changing a tire, not when you're stuck in the past with a busted time machine. Okay, take this one step at a time. First, I need to figure out the error code. 1542, 1542. That's not that whole going back in time and becoming your own grandma thing, is it? No, ew, ew. I know 1522 is creating infinite parallel versions of yourself. But let me tell you, I was not going to make that mistake again. I really should have paid more attention in training. I guess since I didn't remember, I'd have to look it up. I slipped my offline database from my pocket and found that it had reverted to a heavy slab of glass and steel. I guess to look more like tech from the time. A cell phone, I think is what dad would call it. I turned it on in the company's logo. Time fixed. It's my money and I want it yesterday. Flashed on the screen before Tori's pixelated face appeared. How can I help you, Brianna? I held the mic close to my face keeping my voice low so that everyone in this creepy ass cathedral wouldn't hear me and asked Tori what is air code 1542 Tori sucked her teeth really computer self-awareness was a mistake yes really I hissed then dropped my voice again as one of the remaining spelling bee contestants glanced over at me from the podium right in the middle of spelling superfluous I yanked the curtain back and scooted closer into my hidey hole. I didn't need another 1530 on my record. Can't you just do it, Tori? She rolled her eyes, her pupils ghosting on the old-timey screen for added dramatics. Era code 1542. Extraneous activities. What's that mean? You're doing too much, Tori said, way louder than necessary. All you were supposed to do was win the spelling bee, Get the 10K for our client and go home. But you can't even spell silhouette. I was trying, I said. Uh Uh-huh. And where does thirsting after the spelling bee judge fit into this trying? Tori asked. You know, you're judgy as hell for someone with an off button, I said. Tori puffed herself up. I am the time fix offline referral and information database, she reminded me. Not your little friend. I turned her off. Okay. Okay, I just had to figure out what extraneous activities got me kicked off the time stream. Fix it, get the money, go home. Easy, right?
1: Okay, so, what was the, what was the ad, what was the, what was the underlying thing for, for the for the cell phone company, like, pay us now, and get the fuck out the (laughs) way?
2: Oh, um, it's, it's my money, and I want it yesterday.
1: Point out on the phone where Apple fucked you up, like, (laughs) God okay so Molly um first and foremost
5: mm-hmm. Secondly all the snaps Secondly all of that
1: okay what was on your mind when you wrote this part because I think Shaqueen <laughs> just came to the story. I'm not quite sure
2: that's why yeah I didn't want to say too much but I was like I just I just love dumb characters. And I felt <laughs> when I started, I was, like, intimidated. I'm, like, oh, I'm going after, like, an author. But at the same time, I knew I was handing it off to Danielle. And, you know, we've known each other for a long time. We have, like, similar energy, similar sense of, sense of humor. So I was, like, okay, let me set some stuff up that I think that she'll have fun with. Um, and I knew, like, I didn't know the cards that you had picked. But I knew that there were like certain things that were sticking out, especially the cathedral. Um, I think you you said it was Hey Arnold, which is funny. Cause in my head, I was picturing <laughs> the beginning of Face Off where Nick Cage is in there and he's like dancing around and shit.
1: I could eat a peach for hours.
2: No, <laughs> right? I knew mean,
5: that, awesome. I mean, that was awesome. I loved all of like the humor, like and little bits of nuggets. I was just sitting here like laughing my ass off to it was just a really
2: really strong foundation like it, it just like really like you really felt you were there I didn't know what the spelling bee was but I was like I know I gotta care for the spelling bee I know I gotta get this church and I know I gotta do this but like you know everything was there so I was like what do we need like some characters and then just to set up kind of like the action steps mm-hmm. that need to go through to the next part
1: I want to point out that um, I have much, much more problems spelling occasion than I do spelling silhouette. And that just came to me. I just realized that. Like, I know how to spell silhouette. And I don't know why the fuck I know how to spell silhouette. But occasion, when you said two S's and one, or one S and two C's, I was like, that's wrong. Ain't it? Ain't it? Ain't it? It ain't wrong? Oh, shit. Okay, okay. I think she got that wrong. Like, I literally wanted to mansplain to myself <laughs> that you spelled occasion wrong, and I was like, "Did she? Did she do that right?" <laughs> no, did I she...
5: did. I actually want, but I wanted it to kind of be like a, a, kind of like an oxymoron or a juxtapose, I guess, if that's the if I'm using the correct word for it, where she spells occasion correctly, but then it's almost like, "Fuck, how do you spell so much?" <laughs>
1: exactly. Also, Molly. I never it never struck me, or you never struck me as a type of person who at some point in the future. Let me think, because there was a phrase that you used that is such a parent line. Um when 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 the AI was talking back to our character, I'm not one of your little friends. You never
5: I loved
1: it. You never struck me as a I'm not one of your little friends type people, and yet I can see that now that you are salivating for the chance to tell your kids, I'm not one of your little friends. And if all your friends jumped off a fucking bridge, would you jump too? Nigga, would you jump?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's there. It's in the recesses of my DNA just waiting. Just waiting.
1: (laughs) We have all been programmed in such a way that all of these lines... Mm -hmm. My beloved wife and I were talking a couple of weeks uh-huh. ago about how before the internet, parents were still somehow picking up the same goddamn lines from coast to coast to <laughs> use on their kids.
2: Who the fuck is Boo Boo the Fool? Who the fuck is Boo Boo? Who is we he? Know who he is. He's not.
1: Okay. We know who we he's don't
2: not. Everyone
4: need to know who he is. We know who he's not. But how does
1: everybody? How does everybody not know who Boo Boo is? There were no I chat rooms. Know. There were no message boards.
4: Most fun about being black. It's like black people. Like I don't know if it's Negro telepathy or what. But mostly, like, like we just know and stuff about like, and just have the same culture from coast to coast. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how is this possible?
1: who the fuck was the first person you know what next February every single day of Black History Month I'm about to make something up this nigga was the first one to tell his kids to stop air conditioning the goddamn neighborhood I'm about to make all of it up and it's gonna seem right because everybody has heard this shit somewhere you keep running in and out you wasting all my damn good air you, like all of these things that Okay, as soon as I heard that, I was like, yeah, she ain't one of your little friends. I ain't even going to question it no more. I'm just going, I'm going to go back outside before my mom tells me to clean up my room. That was usually the next step in my household. I ain't one of your little friends. Keep messing with me. You're going to end up cleaning up the whole house with an ass whooping. So, Roy, hearing the first two segments of the story, how are we doing as far as the end goal? We're doing good. We're
4: doing good. I think that, I think it's going to be one cohesive story. Because I feel like you were all very cautious.
1: I love it when that happens. It's such a, it's just, I love it when a great story comes together. Danny, Hi. What are you thinking so far here in the first two parts of the story? Um, What are your thoughts thus far?
3: I feel so seen to know that some of the things I picked up on were planted there purposefully by Molly. Because she knew that I was coming up behind her and and
1: uh, <laughs> you know the and funny thing I think
3: thing, I know exactly what it was and I'm pretty sure I ran with it so
1: the funny thing about this show <laughs> is one thing I love to do is have groups of people who do podcasts together so, I had the ladies from the Crime Diner podcast, which is also Wine Diner Storytime, and they threw alley to each other all the way through the goddamn story. Like, inside jokes are just tossed, and I started off with a story about an ice cream man who didn't want to be an ice cream man anymore, and they alley it all the way to him being a fucking serial killer and being beat <laughs> up by a fucking uh, master chief at the end of the goddamn story. I had another one where the two... People, where two people were from a show together and the other one was not. And they turned it into being a huge video game world when it was all said and done. So, every single time I can get a chance to get people from the same show on together, it is just... It's not just a, a, a joy to have them together. It's also reaffirming y'all's cohesion as friends and as podcast hosts, uh, that y'all can know, okay, this person's gonna want to do this. This person's gonna go here with this. So, I applaud y'all. Like, honestly, I, I, in a few episodes, I'm going to have my own co-host on the show with me, and I don't think it's gonna work that way, because they're guys, and guys are inherently unable to just... We will literally... Take the wrong turn and then be like, "Oh, you wanted me to say that, dude? I was nodding at you to let you know that I told your girl that you were here on this day at this time. That's why I said that. And instead, you went the complete opposite direction." Um, there's a there's a I, oh, show. I didn't
2: pick up on that.
1: Right? I did not even, I, dog. I don't even know. <laughs> oh,
2: sorry.
1: Hey, hey. So where the washcloths at? Because I'm a, I'm gonna be living with you for a while. Um. I I tried. I tried, dog. I tried. But with no further ado, we're at part three, which is Danny's segment of the story. (sighs) Prepare yourselves accordingly. (laughs) Let's go.
3: Well, figuring out how things got this messy would be easy, at least. Look, this wouldn't be the first time my hoe-like tendencies threaten the future. And as long as I remain employed by Time Fix... It certainly won't be the last. Our ancestors are fine, and I like to look. Still, I know better than to cross certain lines. Romantic entanglements with the past can have devastating effects on the time stream. I've learned that firsthand. Okay, Brianna, I told myself, focus. Remember, fix the time stream, win the bee. go home. Somehow. One problem at a time. My busted time machine would be something for future me to deal with. Or, in a worst-case scenario, for HR to deal with. As I waited to be called up for my next word, I peeked off stage and scanned the audience to see who may have noticed my ogling. Tori was an advanced AI with access to infinite terabytes of data, but she wasn't God. If she knew I was thirsting after some spelling bee judge, it was because that thirst had historic consequences. Nearly everyone in the auditorium looked appropriately bored, with many scrolling through their phones. A few bold ones were sleeping. Looking out at the crowd of faces, my stomach twisted in knots as I realized how complicated this mission was becoming. There were way too many people involved. The judge, the other contestants, everyone in the audience. Any one of these people could be the cause of the error. Most missions didn't involve a whole-ass stage. When given the chance, most people hired time-fix to go back and redo simple, intimate moments, delivering an apology to a family member long gone, or getting back together with an ex they regretted letting go, as Dad told me, people are unpredictable messes and cannot be trusted to behave the same way in the same circumstances. The more people, the bigger the risk. And each person in this room had the potential to knock the time stream off course, or even worse, spin it off into a completely new parallel universe. What if someone in the audience had a heart attack and the whole B had to be postponed so they could get help? What if someone stood up and started shooting up the place? What if one of the other contestants threw up on stage and fainted from embarrassment? Too many variables. You're doing too much, Tori had told me. It's a wonder I can do anything with all these people watching. Suddenly, my skin prickled as if someone's eyes were on me. I turned to see contestant number 14, her blue eyes shooting daggers and her hands on her thin hips. I took a step back from the curtain and gave a friendly nod. You did good out there, she frowned. I got kicked out in the first round. I was still impressed, I said. You got the first half of your word right. I always forget there's only one R in harassment. She ignored my flattery and narrowed her eyes. What are you looking for? Excuse me, I asked. You keep checking out like everybody, she said, judgment obvious in her voice. I saw you mentally addressing the judge, by the way, she scoffed. Is that part of your winning strategy? It looks like I found the error. I laughed, trying to sound unbothered. You think I'm going to try and win a spelling bee by flirting with a judge? She huffed, acting more like a put-out child than an academic competitor. What were you looking for? (sighs) Why didn't I read more about the other contestants? Were they all this bitchy? The info may have been in the mission dossier, but I had been more focused on studying up for the competition. I wasn't expecting all this backstage drama with spelling bee Sarah. Why do you care? I asked. You're already out of the competition. I'm concerned about the integrity of the bee. "'It's bad enough you were able to re your word. "'Now it looks like you're working in cahoots "'with someone to try and cheat.' "'Well, she wasn't wrong. "'Going back in time to when a spelling bee "'was technically cheating. "'I wasn't about to put up with her attitude, though. <sighs> "'Well, you can relax, Ref,' I joked. "'I thought I recognized an old friend in the crowd. "'I was wrong. "'Sarah didn't seem convinced by my lie. "'You nearly fumbled your word "'because you thought you saw an old friend?' "'I shrugged. "'Well, was that in nerves?' She rolled her eyes. Whatever, she said. Look, I don't know what you're up to, but I'm reporting you. If you think you can come in here and destroy everyone else's hard work, you've got another thing coming. With that, she turned and stormed off, probably to report me to the manager of the spelling bee, I guess. Annoyance thrummed through me and not for the first time I was determined to win this dumb bee. Sarah could whine to whoever she wanted. My client spent a lot of time and a lot more money arranging this and I wasn't about to have this poor loser ruin it with her entitlement. My thoughts were interrupted by the sound of polite applause as the current round ended. Whew. Suddenly, I was on edge. This was it. We were down to the final two contestants. I just needed to make it through this next round and I'd get the $10,000 and the title. I took a deep breath and prepared to take the stage.
1: <laughs> She's back in the contest. Uh, so did she go back in time again? I don't did, know. Like how does she So this was the one question I had and I didn't want to I didn't want to be that dude cuz it's wonderful. Fuck Sarah first of all, get money. I but I mean if I had a time machine I'd fix my shit. Like like if I messed up something, you wouldn't know it, because guess what? <laughs> but so first of all, what was going through your head when you came up with this segment?
3: Um, so Molly set it up really well. Um almost too well. It was very intimidating because like she sort of ended with that, you know, win the B, fix the error, get out of town. So I was like a little bit intimidated, but um I sort of at one point realized I was kind of overthinking it so i decided just to just to solve one of the problems embrace the chaos and then sort of leave it set up for the fourth person to resolve to tie things up so that was it she got a lot dumber i think too um i think i kind of i think by i don't know but um that was what i was thinking chaos and wrap up one of the big the big story beats okay
1: So, now we have Sarah, who I thought of as a Karen. Um, Right?
5: Yeah, I did, too. I did, too.
1: (laughs) Also, I love that the word that the Karen messed up was harassment, because she doesn't know it. (laughs) I don't know the meaning of the word. She really doesn't. (laughs) So, I... Yes. I was just gonna say
3: knowing that Molly liked the the dumb character and then I kind of made her dumber, that I really like I said, I feel so seen. I feel so seen. I like I leaned right into that. That's about hoeing it up in the past. Yes. That, yes. I love that.
1: Yes. Let's talk about hoeing it up from past, present, and future. Okay. So you go back in time and 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 somehow you get into an entanglement with one of the judges I'm guessing I'm just like and the thing is the way that I read it or the way that I heard it was like this wasn't her first time at the rodeo.
0: Um
1: and that she was more than happy to make her mark. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love the segment. Uh Cornelia <laughs> What do you think of how your story is progressing?
5: I love it. I think it's been fucking fabulous. I do. Like, especially, like, um, and again, if I call you, uh, is it Daniel, uh, Danny or Danielle? Um, Danny. 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 It's fine. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I I, loved um, everyone's segment. I really did. Especially, like, just, the, again, the beautiful moments where it's just like, um, no. And then the whole carrot, the added carrot aspect. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm just, I'm blown away. Honestly, <laughs> like I'm just sitting over here like laughing my ass off. Cause I'm like, I love where this story is going. It, yeah. I, I do not want to get too technical with the writing aspect, but
1: <laughs> I am I almost 100% sure that, um, we went into the future and Sarah became Tori. And that's why Tori, <laughs> as she became self-aware, y'all wrote a little something into her code where, uh, okay, we just need to start showing up. And that's where the I'm not one of your little friends friends thing came about. That's where I'll report you came about. That's where all I, – I love this story. I love it so much. I do, too. Uh, Molly? Tori happens to be one of my favorite characters, even though she's just a she was She's just a great. smart
5: ass. like. She great. She was a <laughs> yeah, so smart ass. Like, um, y'all not gonna do that. <laughs> so, like in the caring Whitest way possible. It's great.
1: <laughs> so Molly, what do you think about how Danny took your story?
5: I love
2: it. Like, I feel like just every every piece she just like even little things like she just picked up on. It was like it was that line about our ancestors were fine. <laughs> Like I just knew, I just knew she would run with that, and um, and I know that Danny loves like that scammer kind of mentality. Like I know that you love like true crimey kind of stuff, but only like financial. Like I know like you love that energy, so it was like yeah. I want to give you like scammer energy, of, yes, that kind of character to run with. And I had too been thinking like, oh, we need someone like like before I thought of like the mean ass smartphone. I was like, okay, maybe there's like. You know, like I said, like, oh, uh, the Nick Cage character running around this cathedral being creepy. Maybe there's like some white man who's just going to be harassing her and making it like. So it's funny. And I was like, okay, well, I'll go the other direction with it. Um, So it's funny that that came back up because I was like, oh, shit. Like, you know, our heads, I think
1: we're in the same place. I love it when that happens. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, Roy, hearing the entire story from pillar to post. Does it end well for us?
4: It, I, I do believe it does. Yes. Now, hearing it all, though, I'm like, I could have definitely added Shaqueen. Like, <laughs> that, that denied her existence. I should have gone with my gut and did it.
1: I mean, Sarah ended up, Sarah showed up in the third part of the story. All bets are off. Like, I'm putting Shaqueen in. Uh, matter of fact, Listeners. Don't be confused when you hear Cornelia's part and all of a sudden you just hear this deep-ass voice talking about queen in the middle of her segment, okay? I just felt that it was prudent to add queen to this goddamn story, okay? (laughs) So that's what happened. Also, listeners, if you actually go back and you wonder where was that part and you're wondering how you missed it, it's because I came back again after I did that part. And I took it back out. See, this is me from the future. I went back in the past and I fixed that shit. Because I didn't like the way the Shaqueen story was going. But let me tell you, it was pretty epic. And if you join the Patreon, we might have a segment about it. But it's not there now, so don't even look for it. But you went back and you looked at about 4 minutes and 45 seconds into the story. But then I took it out. You'll never know what happened. okay that was a lot
0: let's go ahead and go <laughs> let's go ahead See, I, feel, I didn't
3: feel I didn't feel any fear about adding new I was like because I was overthinking it at some point I was just like just go with it just yeah add her Throw,
1: add chaos just, just chaos like yo worst case scenario every book that I read is steeped in chaos every single one and that's the one thing I know that almost every author that I've read thus far has embraced is the idea that chaos will save a story Tommy gets shot for no fucking reason chaos saves a story Um, everybody in the cartel fucking dies yes ladies I finished the cartel series all ten goddamn books oh my gosh oh my God. you need to drink but why carter dies <laughs> carter dies of a heart attack oh, uh, really carter died of a heart attack fam like nobody after shoots him that? after all that he dies of a I heart mean, attack when
4: you live like that you must be under a lot of stress. so i can imagine you would have but a heart attack. attack.
1: <laughs> it's the whole thing that just happened to him i hated that series so much that was literally the equivalent of we're still together. Like, <laughs> I got five books in and I was like, when does this end? And the worst thing is they wrote it. So then it'll continue on with the next generation of cartel members.
3: Who's the next generation? Breeze and them?
1: Nope. Breeze uh, had a baby. Um, oh, uh, what's his name? Her, her, her boyfriend who taught her how to read and shit. <laughs> Um, um, Roy, do you remember what the niggas, Zaire, so Zaire got, uh, turned snitch, he turned state's evidence, he turned federal witness, and that's how everybody else got caught up, so he turned state's evidence, or state's witness, um, and then he was feeling bad because Breeze told him, you're a fucking snitch, and I can't be married to a fucking snitch, so as he left, as she left out the house, he shot himself in the head, um, and he didn't die; he just got amnesia, to the point that where he was able to fall in love with his nurse and marry her. And as soon as Breeze found out he was with another woman, then he want, then she wanted him back. Um, money, money, yeah, because Mecca was the wild boy. Mecca was the wild boy. So money, um, dies by suicide by cop because his girlfriend got killed like she got chopped up and stuffed in the trunk so he goes outside against the fbi pistols blazing and they have ak-47s and they shoot him up in front of his son
2: isn't, isn't that how that movie with chris brown and ti are you doesn't talking about that, atl yes doesn't yeah. it add in like so, that so
1: here's the problem with atl that's too many assault niggas in one fucking movie it for me is. to be watching it
2: I don't like, know why it just like came back to me when you were describing that and I was like why did I see that in the theater?
1: But you know what? It might be. i never seen that movie but it makes sense because 95% of the shit that happened in the cartel happened in other shit and they were just like you know what? That works. I've said too much. If I say one more thing they're gonna run up in my spot and actually sue me for all these books that I've read thus far. So <laughs> with no further ado it was so bad.
0: Oh my god it was so
1: <laughs> fucking fucking uh, uh Carter the third Carter jr Carter the third I don't fucking know young 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 Carter um became a fucking fight club member uh in fucking the the Caribbean like I don't know I don't know I don't know a woman ended up being a pedophile and tried to uh take him to live with her it's, it's a drug was made that was literally crack. And it wasn't crack because the black folks were making it, so it wasn't crack. And then the cartel stole it. I don't. I don't know. Fuck that. Roy, let's go. Here's 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 Roy's segment of the story, closing out a good story. So y'all enjoy this good story. And I'm not gonna talk about the cartel anymore.
7: T, U, R, E, Sepulcher And just like that a key this be sure my client hadn't lost but a tie wasn't exactly a win just ask Monet exchange now back to the fuchs wrong before I could exit the stage there was captain integrity accompanied by these spelling bee goons this scandal is going to make history isn't it I knew I shouldn't have taken this job Just as the B police were escorting me to be, I don't know, interrogated, the fire alarm goes off, and I make a run for it in the confusion. That was way too close. You think? Tori says as I make my way back to our ride home. If I hadn't hacked the alarm system, you'd be in too deep, Brianna. As if I didn't know that. Even with Tori's help, I couldn't get this hunk of junk time machine working. So that means I had to wait. HR would send a time tow, and all I had to do was not screw anything else up or screw anyone. Easier said than done. Protocol indicates that after three days of no contact, the company must lock onto my TGPS location and dispatch a time tow. 48 hours in a time machine, that's not too bad, right? I mean, for $10,000 and getting away scot-free, I could do it.
1: Roy? I love the fact that Tori came back, but Roy? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, no, go ahead. Tell us what was on your mind when you wrote it.
4: Oh, okay. So... Immediately when I heard spelling bee, I was like, "I'm going to reference Akila in the bee." (laughs) Like
1: Akila,
3: that bitch. (laughs) I love that.
4: I Akila this bee. (laughs) Like I was like, no matter what, I'm (laughs) referencing Akila in the bee, and can't nobody stop me. Um. (sighs) So I I didn't know anything about like had anyone been described prior to now or anything like that. So I was just like, try not to say anything that contradicts. Previously given information, and get this character out of whatever situation they're in without like conflicting anyone else's already, um, already substantiated reality. You know.
1: I just okay. So I have one question: Who exchange
4: Monet oh. exchange? So this is a RuPaul's Drag Race reference that I knew a lot of people Ooh. wouldn't get but I was <laughs> like all stars four monet exchange and trinity the tuck tied for the win and they both got a hundred thousand dollars
1: okay 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 all right all right all right all right hold on one second y'all hold on one second yeah hey boo yeah hey baby hey. who's monet exchange <laughs> from jaggery <laughs> yes who's Monet exchange and speak up please it's, it's for the it's for the people out there in podcast land I don't
2: know what you
1: want me to just who's Monet exchange just I don't know what you want me to say she's like I'm not one of your little friends Derek. she really did hit me off with I'm not one of your little friends <laughs> I ain't on your little podcast Derek don't be drawing me into this shit <laughs>
4: But she said from Drag Race, so she knows. She
1: said is. from Drag Race, I am extremely proud of her, and 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 because I didn't fucking know, I, I I dip in and out of. I know Bob, um, and she I know. Yes. She even has like Oh,
2: you do
1: She has a podcast with Bob. Sparkling water.
2: What sparkling
1: water? The bubbly. Oh, the B U B L shit. B U B L E. That's her.
2: One of the people.
1: Oh wow, that's gross.
4: Monet also has um and a podcast with Bob the drag queen called drag Sibling Rivalry.
1: Sibling Rivalry?
4: Okay. Yeah, because I... she and Bob are like both New York City queens and people and are always champion. saying they look alike even though they don't. So they have um they have a a podcast together. But I love all the black queens on drag race, but like especially my New York City girls, so I rep.
2: Roy, you're in L.A., right?
4: I am, but I'm born and raised in New York City.
2: I was going to say, have you been to DragCon?
4: I haven't been to DragCon. The year that I wanted to go is when Tyra Sanchez called in the bomb threat. And I was like, you know what, bitch? Maybe not.
2: Wow. That was, wow. She that really was because that was the year we she going. Put like
4: a, she put like a timer on... Like one of her social media accounts, or like her website, mm-hmm. and people were like, "Is she threatening to bomb DragCon?" Tyra Sanchez is also one of my favorites, by the way.
1: So, what was the count? What the countdown lead to?
4: It just led to DragCon, like it was the countdown <laughs> DragCon. But because she had been kind of like a threatening and violent toward other queens, you know, folks, I won't say who, but Alabaster people. We're like, is she threatening to bomb DragCon? And then it just got blown out of proportion.
1: Uh, Great use of words there. Um, I feel like Face Off Part 2 should be a DragCon. Like, now all of a sudden I'm picturing like the cathedral at the beginning where Nicolas Cage was just going through and just dancing through DragCon and nobody (laughs) was paying (laughs) me attention because a nigga wearing a a, a priest outfit at DragCon, like, I feel like that would just kind of fit in with the whole motif
4: absolutely no one would question
2: it (laughs) it is a dramatic dramatic weekend but we always went and got to see my favorite shangela who was the only person could take pictures without paying that's just how humble and sweet she is
1: i love 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 shangela yeah let me see so the my my top three are bob well have to say top 4 because the one the the ladies who were on the HBO show obviously are standing out in my head right now because they're on the HBO show and because Bob and Chandler are just above and beyond but um what's her name shit oh god RuPaul called her name out all the time she showed up at the work the world uh con- tour that we saw um Chandra um I'm going to go crazy with it. I'm going to see it later on. Like? Beautiful. Everybody looked beautiful. Um. Well, no, not everybody. One person was like, they were looking freaky on purpose. Um. Name started with the A, and you know what? Just talk about yourselves. Angerio? No. mm a. It was a queen who got voted off the show mm-hmm. and then was in All Stars a couple times. And never won. I don't think. Mm I'ma think That's of it.
4: I, love, I think.
1: I'ma come back from the future and I'm gonna pop it in with the voiceovers oh, okay. gonna be like Ugh. and then y'all gonna be like, Oh, okay. Okay. Because you know what? I bet my wife knows, but she ain't gonna wanna come back in here.
5: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> like you call me one more time and these things are gonna happen. <laughs> but yeah, Shangela is I love her so much. Like just a wonderful person inside and out um,
2: but okay also, oh, sorry. no go for she it said, um, she said oh I like your because uh, I have my hair real long and she said oh I like your natural style I was like thank girl it's a wig so <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I feel like that's the best compliment I got in my life <laughs> Oh boy! I
3: think she did come on the podcast like the weekend after that happened and said the story again and mm-hmm. she's
1: very proud. Mm-hmm. So, what's the name of the show again? The show? Uh, yeah, the podcast.
2: Our podcast?
1: No, the 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 <laughs> oh, one with you're talking to me.
5: <laughs> rivalry, so,
1: sibling rivalry. No, not your podcast. I know it's your podcast. <laughs> What 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 are, we, what are we talking about here? Um, okay. Um, oh, no. okay. Cool, cool, cool. So <laughs>
2: this episode botched you by there
1: Theraflu. Theraflu and uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm feeling lightheaded because y'all are lightheaded. Cornelia, knowing how the story ended, how do you like it?
5: I I loved it. Oh, it was such a good story. I really did like and okay it's really hard for me to like talk about the elements that I did like about the story without sounding like I'm just this person that talks about writing in such a technical techna, technical way but like that's just how my brain works and I'm like ah it was just it was so good so I'm, I'm really trying not to like go too too far into like the technical terms of things of what I liked about it so why not go, go for it the technical terms. yeah go for it <laughs> Well, for one, I definitely appreciated like, I, you guys are wonderful. As far as like the setting, like how um, each of you incorporate, uh, incorporated Tori and, um, you know, Sarah, like, and granted, like, I'm not good at that. I can admit I am not good at like involving like other people that interact with the main character. So I actually learned something from you guys with, you know, listening to this part of the story. So thank you for that. <laughs> just, it just felt so real and so such good characters. I had such a blast like listening to it. You guys are awesome. And Vince, fan-fucking-tastic writers.
1: Seriously. <laughs> told y'all so. Told y'all. I thought it was dope. And the thing is about it, folks always come in here and then they're worried that they're like, they, they didn't do good. And it's always so fantastic because even if it doesn't go the way that the story began, it's still made with just the best intention and this story was cohesive from beginning to end it was Mm -hmm. funny um held interest i i i can't say anything bad about this like i really did enjoy it. molly what'd you think
2: yeah i thought it was good i really enjoyed like i was nervous to hear all of it but i was um just happy to see you know that it was so cohesive that you know the horniness and <laughs> the dumbness kind of carried <laughs> through to the end that um you know that there was a way that it wrapped up that made sense too like i think that that's kind of the hardest part
1: <laughs> bottom it up from <laughs> coast to coast like from sea to sun, shining sea uh from now till forever i i just ah, uh, i love it i love it danny what were your thoughts
3: I really enjoyed it and I want to admit that I was one of those people who was really nervous about coming on here because I used to write but I haven't written anything in years like this was the first time I had to sit down in front of a computer and craft a story and it really it was really intimidating I kind of had a rough start but in the end I just decided to have fun with it and I think this was a lot of fun and I think everybody did great and and I think I've listened to some of the other episodes and not to brag on us but I think we've got one of like the most cohesive stories I've heard I loved it
1: I agree wholeheartedly. Roy, what are your thoughts?
3: So, I love
4: the story. It definitely all came together. All of my, like, overthinking, I feel panned out in the sense that I definitely stayed in line with everything that came before. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I listened to this story. You know, I listened to this story before bed. (sighs)
1: So, let's do it like this. Roy? Go ahead and tell them something about yourself. Tell them something about your show. The floor is yours.
4: Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, I'm Rue. Roy. Uh, Roy is an acronym that stands for Renouncing Our Isms. And my show is called Let Me Tell You Something, Bitch. And it's basically a show about everything. So I initially came up with the title because I was like, I know I'm going to be talking a lot of shit. So let me just tell you something, bitch.
1: The best Twitter name in the world. I love it. Literally. The best Twitter name. I loved name.
3: In, the, in the message change, it would pop up and it'd be like, let me tell you something, bitch. And they are like, <laughs> same. <laughs> or,
5: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> Every message had that intro and I was like, I love this energy. <laughs> okay, man, that wasn't just me that noticed that. I would see that shit and I'd be like, oh god.
1: Nope.
3: <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something, bitch, liked this <laughs> comment.
1: Ah. <laughs> uh, Just perfection in a podcast. Like, short, sweet to the point, and you know what? I get told something new every single episode, and I'm grateful, because you're literally fearless when it comes to podcasting, and I respect and appreciate you so much. Thank you
4: so much. It's easy to be fearless when no one knows who you really are, so that's why I do the podcast anonymously.
1: (laughs) When you do it, when you say it like that, it kind of just, you know, it makes sense. <laughs> By the way, my real <laughs> name, my real name's not Derek, and that's not my real wife. This has been a long-term joke. <laughs> You'll never find me.
2: It's all this new background.
1: This is green screen. <laughs> <laughs> I am behind a Pizza Hut.
5: do <laughs> well, a Pizza Hut. <laughs> Okay, oh, honest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh you know what? By the time I thought about not using my real name when I was podcasting, it was too late. Too many people wanted to fight me, so I was like, "Fuck it, let's just let's go forward as this." Um, I was gonna we-
2: use a fake name in the first episode. Danny says, "Hey, Molly." <laughs> 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 I was like, no. I didn't even-. I was like, "Hey, Danny." Oh
1: shit.
2: So that's why, like, the initials are wrong on everything. (laughs) Like,
0: all over the website. Oh my god.
1: Okay, so we're going to use fake names. Okay, cool. We're going to use fake names. Yes, we're going to use fake names (laughs) and recording. Hey, Molly. (laughs) 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 We said we were going to use fake names, Danny. Well, I
2: remember remember it all. I was like, hey, girl. Girl,
4: I said Molly. I said Molly with a Y. Your name has an I-E at the end. It
0: does.
1: (laughs) Well, now we got to murder everybody who's listening. (laughs) (laughs) No choice now. Now we got to kill everybody who's listening to the show like shit. (laughs) Told you not to use my real name. (laughs) Meanwhile, Danny, that didn't even your full name. Like, you were still safe. She's just like, we're murdering everybody in this motherfucker.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: oh, Molly's like, Danny's like, hey, Molly. And Molly's like, hey, Danny. And Danny's like, yeah, I'm still safe. And then Molly's like, she's still safe. Lacey. Hey, Danny.
2: <laughs> yes, the thing like, we went to college together. We... I, I feel like we always called you Danielle, and then we started the podcast, and everyone's like, Danny and Molly, Danny and Molly, Danny and Molly. So now, like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, Danny. But I feel like I for th- ran with it. 15 in years, I called I you Danielle.
1: You know, it's, it's <laughs> wild. Like, everybody calls my homeboy Scar, to the point where I call him Scar on shows. But I call him Michael just to piss him off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Like I will, like what are you talking about, Michael? He's like, don't call me that, nigga. <laughs> what are you talking about? You ought to be ashamed of yourself, Michael. He's just like, like you know what? Fuck you, bro. And it, it's, there's a lovely comfort to knowing somebody for so long and then try and do a show together where you know all of the where all the bodies are buried. <laughs> Like, yeah, don't don't be acting brand new right now, Michael. I know, <laughs> I know what you did back in 2013. Like, don't play. That sort of thing. Also, he never Ooh. lists the old episodes of podcasts, so I can edit in whatever the fuck I want about him and he'll never know. Cornelia. Nope, 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 nope. Danny, Ooh. don't hit mute yet. Go ahead and okay. tell him something about your show. Tell him something about yourselves. Oh. The floor is yours.
3: Okay, Hi, uh, I'm Danny. I'm one of the co-hosts of Black Chick Lit. We are a podcast that reads and talks about books of all genres written by and for black women. Um, we've been going for about five, oh my gosh, six years now? Maybe I can't do math. Let me not do that. Let me not throw in a number. But um, we read things from nonfiction to lit fic to romance to sci-fi and I think we have a good time.
1: So, the last time I talked with you there was some Super obscure sci fi novel. Okay. <laughs> How's that going? Like, are, are we still on that path? Is this. I forgot what the fuck the books were called because it was so just sci fi <laughs> that I was like.
2: Do you mean the Ice Planet Barbarian <laughs> series? Yes. Can I say something? Can I say something? Yes. yes. Can I have the floor because Danielle will not do this. So Danielle, so, Danielle and I are the co-hosts of Black Chick but Danielle has another podcast that she did when I went on maternity leave called Ice Planet Barbarian. That one! Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Danielle was the first person <laughs> to start talking about these freaky, horny, weird-ass... Like, I remember I was pregnant. She was showing me the covers. It was like a man with horns, and he was blue, and a lady was like, you know bending down on him and stuff. And I was like, what is this? And she's like, no, no, you just got to read it. And she was like talking about these books and all these things. And she put out this podcast. She invited like a whole bunch of like different like um, podcasters and booktubers on to read a book and then talk about the insanity. And she put, it's like a huge labor of love. It's amazing. It's so funny. It's called Ice Planet Pod. Maybe, I don't know, six months or so after that, uh, someone does one single TikTok about it, blows up. Like, really? Anna's like this? Oh my goodness! She brought it to life. Like, even the author put like that girl's name in the books. Really? So every single time I'm gonna say justice for Ice plated because Danny put in the work. <laughs> it's so good. Like if, and it's not like to knock this other person or anything else. But oh, it's no, like, of course not. If you've heard about, you know, if you've seen it on TikTok, like listen to Danielle's podcast cuz it's it's so funny and she put a lot of, a lot of work
3: into it
1: so Ice Planet Pod oh, right mm-hmm.
3: yes ice planet podcast i'm i'm doing the back end work on season 2 i'm just being slow so
1: sorry. <laughs> and that's you know i just i honestly just remember the fervor and the love that you had for that book like i remember that vividly And I don't recall No, it was just like the dopest thing like it's (laughs) there is a Absolute joy That good people get from seeing other people excited about something (laughs) and you were so overjoyed by this 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 (laughs) book that I was like I will never ever 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 Ever, 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 ever forget, (laughs) but I want to hear you talk about it. I don't want anybody else to talk about it but you, and then I never followed up to find out what the fucking podcast was called, so now I know, and now it's on. Yeah,
3: if you want to be on, if you want to be on next season, because it'd be interesting to have a man's POV.
1: Oh my God, that would require me reading it. (laughs) I don't want to read it I just want to live in the circle that you're in I
2: I, I read 10 fucking
3: cartel books
1: (laughs) okay when you put it like that
3: alien sex
1: when you put it like that so okay I would love to be on actually I am quite certain that I can find it on Kindle when you put it like that I don't have jack shit to say I have no excuse (laughs) These niggas literally mansplained and um, misogynized their way through 10 goddamn books. I can read ice fucking.
3: And this is the complete opposite because it is just pure female fantasy. It's like, you know, big, horny alien dudes who just want to give good sex and make you happy. Just want (laughs) to treat their women right. They sure do. They cannot wait to get married and have kids and just to love some, to love some woman. It's amazing.
1: I think I might be an alien. That's all I wanted in my life was to love somebody right and stick a horn in their ass. That's all I wanted to do. Is that in the book? I feel like that should be in the book. Horn on horn action. By the way, her name was Vanji. I said an S. It's fucking Vanjie. And I'm ashamed of myself.
4: Vanji.
1: Mm-hmm Mm mm-hmm she was at the work the world uh tour that we were at along with bob and it was fantastic so cornelia the floor is yours go ahead and tell something about the books you're writing tell them about the world you're building tell them about your awesomeness it's all you
5: oh my goodness Hi, uh, my name's Cornelia Blackmore. I uh, write books. I stream video games. I'm an audiobook narrator, along with a bunch of other shit that I do. That is just why. Why am I torturing myself like this? <laughs> uh, so uh, the book I'm working on. I have three uh, published books out. Um, I actually do have my own podcast show, but it's just me reading my own stuff. Um, I had thought about like getting co-hosts and doing like uh, like author interviews and just other interviews and stuff, but that's gotta be whenever my schedule finds time for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the book I am currently working on is called Carmina the Black Dragon Princess. So it's actually like an erotic fantasy and it takes place in an alternate universe where Caucasians conquered nothing. And the world is all people of color that are the majority. <laughs>
0: Soon, I'll ratchet book club.
5: <laughs> yep.
0: <sighs> oh,
1: I, l- I love a good musical laugh. Where can I find your books at?
5: So, you can find my books on uh, Amazon. Um, Apple Books, Barnes and Nobles, that kind of thing. Um, and I also record, I recently recorded an audiobook, uh, Truth and Dare, which is like a short romance story. Mm-hmm. Um, that's available. Um, the audiobook version is uh, on Apple Books and Chirp Audiobooks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I'm sorry. I didn't mean, I felt like I was making that super long winded, but like, hi.
1: <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. What I want is to give the listeners that just heard your tremendous stories an opportunity to hear more from each of you. So when I say the floor is yours, I literally mean it. Like if you went for like six minutes talking about your stuff or if you went 10 minutes talking about your stuff, if they can find you, that's that's all I want. That's it. I appreciate
5: that. I'm predominantly on Twitter. I do not use Facebook or any type of Facebook related platform but that's a story for another day <laughs>
1: you know what I feel like I'm the only person left on Facebook <laughs> I don't know
5: it's just
4: like at this point you know Facebook came out when I was in high school and I remember when you have to be like in college to be on Facebook and mm-hmm. now it seems like the only people on Facebook are like my mama and auntie's age and I can't do it Like, everything they post is just so cringe, and I'm like, I love you, but you don't need to be on social media if you were born before
1: 1981. God damn it, I was born in 1980. <laughs> See, you're of social media, bro. Why are you on Facebook? Stop. <laughs> I knew it as you started saying the numbers slowly I was like somehow I'm about to get fucked I don't
4: I was like, what year was Beyonce born? Because I would still like Beyonce to be on social media, but everybody else needs to go.
1: So, with that said, thank y'all so much for listening to me. I guess I'm leaving social media forever. Like, as she slowed down the numbers, when she said 19, I said, oh shit, for the first time. And then it started getting drawn out, and I was like, I'm about to get fucked. It's me. It's me. Anybody born before nine anybody born before 1980 <laughs>
0: mm.
4: <laughs> like y'all wait oh. y'all are the drama and y'all need to get off
1: face. also my nigga my nigga like seriously the <laughs> fuck you left that one year out like you said 1981 <laughs> you couldn't say 1980 you couldn't just take out the niggas from the 70s like, seriously, everybody born 1981 and through it are good. But you, my nigga, you get the fuck out.
2: So wait a minute, Derek. What year were you born?
1: Right? She literally went on my Facebook and was like, mm, 19, type, 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 80, type, 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 scroll, scroll. That's that nigga. 1981. The rest of y'all niggas get the fuck out. Sim- simultaneous gnashing of teeth as old people rage on Facebook about how young people on the tickety-tocks don't want them on Facebook anymore. My mom called it tickety-tock and I cannot say it any other way since then. I saw a girl on the tickety-tocks I, I saw a girl in the tickety tocks and she was doing that twerk dance. You are she
3: becoming like, the stereotype, there
1: This is my mother. She was like, I seen her on the tickety Talk, and she was doing that twerk dance. She looked like her Toonchie stunk. Oh my god, <laughs> her stunk. Also, Toonchie is a coast to coast word. Oh, None you. of us know where it got started at.
2: Isn't that Tw- Little Wayne's nickname?
1: It <laughs> is, and I wanted to tell him, kiddo, your nickname is literally Twat.
2: <laughs> I mean, I think he knows, though.
1: I hope he does.
2: <laughs> I think he knows.
1: I mean, he is kind of a Twat, so... <laughs> <laughs> Just a little... Little twat. It's
4: so been such a great time. I'm going to have to bid this Zoom and though,
3: y'all.
1: No worries. I was about to close it out. So um, mm-hmm.
3: that was that was perfect symmetry. We started with short dick energy and ended on, it
1: was- <laughs> <laughs> on little twat. So leave a review on Spotify. Um, it takes like 13 seconds. You can also leave a review on Podchaser. Copy and paste that in the Apple Podcast, and then copy and paste that in the Good Pods. Uh, you can uh, donate to the show at patreon.com slash simulcast or at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or on the Good Pod app. You can uh, leave a tip in the tip jar. Uh, the email address for the show is uh, story. TellerPod at gmail.com But because I don't use that as much anymore You can just go to Ratchet and Ratchet At gmail.com You can also hit me up on Twitter at Ratchet Book Club or On Storytellspin, which is The uh, Storytellers uh, uh, Account And Storytellspin Is T-A-L-E-S-P-I-N Um 916-633-1537 916-633-1537 is the voicemail number in case you want to let me know that one of these ladies uh, was absolutely wonderful or if you want to let me know that you two were born in the 80s and you don't like that either. <laughs> Honestly though, thank you all so much for joining me. Ladies, I have a idea for the next episode that I'm going to have you all on and it's going to be spectacular because yes, there is a sequel. And listeners, again, just know anybody can tell a story even you. Thanks so much for joining us. Y'all be good. I'm going to holler at you later. Peace.
0: For storytellers, was provided by Revolution Void, and it's called "Someone Else's Memories." You can find it at the Free Music Archive. This is single cycle.